Now, is that, I think that's a sound outside as they're building the SkyTrain station next to our building. Is that correct? Yeah, is that correct. right? That's correct. Yeah. Levels are that good. That that they're picking up not only my levels but that droney. He's getting a drone. Sound. If you're getting a drone, yeah, uh, that could be your automobile. I'm going to blame your automobile, but it could also be them building a SkyTrain station. Yes, just mere meters from when where we are recording the early show later podcast. Hey, I'm Karis. Hey, I'm Jeremy. And Karis, this, what number are we? We're episode forty-three. Neato. I can't believe we made the 43 podcast. Incredible. I know. Here we are. And episode 43 is It's a Lock. Um, okay. We're going to get to why it's a lock when we talk to Sam Chang from the Broadcast podcast. That's a Canucks podcast. Uh, it's funny. I love Sam. Her takes on Twitter are like some of my favorites on the internet, period. I just always love what she writes. Uh, and then we, this is an all podcast podcast almost, because then we got Mo Amir from the Van Color podcast this on is, the podcast. This is so much podcasting, la- layers and layers <laughs> of podcasting here today, which is great. But we're going to start with a discussion we had kind of casually on air, and I don't know if we'll expand on it after um, we play the clip. But it was a guy who set a Guinness World Record for, like, visiting pubs in Okay, it sure. seems arbitrary. Sure. I saw this uh, story out of the UK of a guy who set the Guinness World Record of like the most pubs visited in a 24-hour period. And I just thought, uh, this guy's an alcoholic. I don't know if this is a Guinness World Record. Can we just pick whatever we want to be a Guinness World Record? There are so many Guinness World Records. My son was reading, I think it was an Owl magazine or something, one of those kids' National Geographic magazines. And he was talking about how there was a little article in there about the longest distance ever set by an edible vehicle. So there's, there's this vehicle made out of cake. Or something like that. And it drove a certain amount, you know, a certain distance. distance, And that was the longest distance that an edible vehicle had ever driven. It's like, that's a record? When you eat the edible vehicle, then you set another record of like, I've eaten the most edible vehicle of any person in one sitting. That's right. So I think you're, Jeremy, you're correct. I think we can make our own Guinness records for whatever weird hobby we happen to have. Pick a hobby and do it. Like, what would you pick to do? I mean, I like the idea of visiting the pubs, but now that's been done. Why would I pick one that someone's already done I have to be better at? Because then that's training and work. I want to start from the beginning like this guy and just set the very first one. Yeah. I want to set the amount of time uh, in a day that I've hidden from my children in the bathroom. 
because when they were really young, I, I, I did a pretty, pretty good job of, of doing that, you know, on and off. Actually, probably realistically, I failed. I'm sure there are people who've done better than that. Yeah, I think I still do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I still do it, but I, I think I was better at it when they were little. Yeah, okay. So that's it. That one's all right. But I think, yeah, you have, a, you want one where you don't have a lot of competition because people are going to come at you, right? There's going to be a lot of parents listening and be like, no, I've hidden more for yeah. longer. Uh, and in stranger places, in too, stranger you know, places. like in the the little space under the stairs or like that bush in the backyard. You yeah, know? I, I, I think the key is to pick a hot pick something that you already are going to do, like visit the most amount of pubs in a 24 hour period of time. Pick something you're going to crush at, you know, and that you're the first person to do it. The early show. Later with Karis and Jeremy. Yeah, I feel like our take was just basically pick something you love or you're already good at that no one else has done, and then I send it into Guinness. I think I think that's what you've got to do if you're you know if you're good at uh, eating weird things or you know your body does something wild and different, then just do it, record it, and send it in. Chances are you're probably going to be the first person to ever do it, and you'll then be in the Guinness Book of World Records. I guess what's kind of neat is this guy sets the record for the most pubs visited in 24 hours. Someone has to be the first. Did this person visit a ton of pubs? I don't know. But now there is a record to beat, and there were going to be human beings who are always on the edge of what is possible. And now they're going to train and beat this record, which I guess is kind of fun. Yeah. You know, if, if you're looking for a goal, you know, if you want to achieve something, just go through the many thousands of, of Guinness World Records. Pick one that you feel like you might be able to have a shot at. Oh, I got so many questions. You know, and then train for that specific thing. Hopefully beat the record. And, you know, then maybe you can feel like, good about yourself. Do you have to go yourself. pub to pub by walking? Human powered? Can you take a vehicle? Because that changes the whole uh, matrix of what is possible. Because now you have to pick an area. Okay, let's say we have to walk between pubs. Then we need to pick a geographically pub heavy neighborhood. And also, how long do you need to stay in each pub? To do you, yeah, what, do constitutes, you have, a what visit? constitutes a visit? Exactly. Do you need to stay there for a drink? Then it's about your ability to chug a beer. Yes. Then it's your ability to break down alcohol. Yes. But then run. Oh, but now I can take a car or skateboard, you know. So many variables, and I'm not sure how any of this works. Yeah, you know, we should try to beat this one now. I already know I'm... Uh, you're, you're kind of coming up with maps? You have well, areas in like, your mind in Metro Vancouver where you this, do this? Can you and I beat this person? Do we beat them tomorrow? And if we beat them tomorrow, <laughs> who even cares about their Guinness record? Then someone beats us the day after? We got the text message from that woman that wrote in, remember, to say when she met, I guess, who is now her husband, but at the time boyfriend, he had a Guinness world record. Brag, but that's awesome. And I actually, and then I asked her via text, you know, did, did this contribute to you deciding to marry him, this world record that he had for what was it? it was like mountain board jumping or something something I don't like even that know what it is and and she said oh yeah for sure 1000 percent. are you yeah, kidding me exactly most of my especially with like uh my friends that are uh dating again as adults you know what i mean maybe whatever in their 40s 30s 40s 50s even and it's just horror stories it's just constantly like everyone everyone is trash <laughs> except them which uh, obviously <laughs> and i think wow if you had met the dude with the Guinness record instead of the dude that's going to neg you on text after your bad connection. I mean, you're going to pick the Guinness record person. That's a story. Yeah. 
And then if you stay together with that person, then it, it's, you know, it has some lasting, endearing quality that, like, maybe it, it really meant something. This woman texted us about their 2003 record. So, I mean, that's how important it was to this person. Does this person still have the Guinness record? No. Who beat it? Their friend. Yeah, exactly. His friend beat it. LOL. <laughs> but see, but that's an example of like, hey, I think I can beat that random record. I'm going to go and try and do it. And then, you know, you achieve it. And then you get your own little piece of glory. All right. We're going to smash this pub one because it sounds dumb and doable. <laughs> it sounds dumb and doable. Yeah, that's the Guinness uh, Book of World Records. Okay, now it's time for podcasts within a podcast. We're going to start by talking to Samantha Chang. Sam Chang from the Broadcast. Very funny podcast, you know, just wherever you find good podcasts, proud and noble tradition, you will find the broadcast. Uh, Sam also is on Twitter and uh, what is it? Samantha CP underscore, I think is her, her um, Twitter handle. Um, she always has strong takes, good takes, thought about takes, funny takes, factually correct takes, all of the things I need in a hot take factory. Like, you need to hit all those things. Sam hits that every time. Um, and we're going to talk to Sam about uh, just where she's feeling at early on in this Canucks season. First ever Canucks game of the regular season is tonight in Edmonton. And Karis, I thought it'd be pretty cool to get to Sam Chang on the phone. She is uh, one, I don't know, third or fifth of the broadcast a podcast all about uh, Canucks hockey or, or sports in general, but, man, they really focus on the Canucks. Also, she gives free legal advice to anyone who asks on Twitter. Oh, wow. And I think she's going to be a new mom. Oh, and going to be a new mom? What? That's so much going on, Sam. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, okay, Sam. Wow. Okay. This is our year. I know it. <laughs> this has got to be it, right? Karis knows it. I'm wearing my hockey shirt. Where is your optimism level at with the Canucks this season? Uh, you might have just taken all of it. <laughs> uh, so you you had you had a lot, and he siphoned it all off, or you just had a little, and now it's gone. I had a little, and I think Jeremy maybe took it. It took it, and now he's over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to be right. Yeah, no. that's true. That's true. Um, I, I think they'll make the playoffs this year. Um, yes. Not necessarily because. They're that much better, but because the Pacific Division is actually not very good this year. That's um, good. Do, yeah, we'll, we'll, take that. we'll take that. That's fine. That's good for us. Yeah, right? Yeah. When you were watching these, uh, like, battles out on the ice during the preseason, were there any players for you that, that surprised, delighted, or shocked you? Um, I think that... Pod Colson had a slow start to the preseason, but the last couple of games he started looking better. Uh, the other players I'm excited to see are Connor Garland um, and Thatcher Demko. I thought Demko had a fantastic season last year. I'm hopeful that he'll continue pushing and becoming one of the top goaltenders in the league. See, I like that too. That's that that's, a, be, that's an optimism. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the Vancouver Canucks are no strangers to having top goaltenders. So you know, welcome to the club, Thatcher. Uh, right, Sam Chang from the Broadcast. What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys talking about this week on the show? Um, this week on the show, we're gonna. I think we're going to record during the game tonight, which is always a little more chaotic. So we'll be talking <laughs> about the game as it happens. Um, and then we're just going to do a recap of uh, the Seattle Kraken's first game last night. 
Yeah, that one was kind of, uh, well, I mean, I, I watched that opening montage with Vegas. That was out of control. That they just did on the ice with the night fighting the Kraken. Um, yeah, I but, didn't think they could top when they cut the jet in half on the ice when they played Winnipeg, but <laughs> that might have done it. Uh, okay, so we know that the Canucks are a lock to make the playoffs, says Sam Chang of the Broadcast. A lock to make the playoffs, the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, this we'll year. take that. That's good. Um, where's Seattle going to be at? I think they're going to be middle of the pack to bottom. I unfortunately don't think that roster is very good. They're not going to pull a Vegas and just be outstanding in their first year? I think that was a one-time thing. All right. Samantha Chang, Canucks are a lock. Seattle probably one season, and then they're out of the league next year. (laughs) I love it. Those are great predictions. The Early Show, later with Karis and Jeremy. We have host of This is Van Color podcast, Vancouver is Awesome, opinionist, our favorite political pundit, Mo Amir. Mo Talica. So <laughs> glad Karis. to have you on the program this morning. Karis, Jeremy, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, Mo, this morning we're chatting about, uh, because we were talking, last time we chatted with you, we were talking about the B.C. liberal leadership race that's going on. And there's a new candidate on the scene, and he's a little controversial. Yes, he's a little spicy. And and so before we get into that, uh, I, I want to talk about what's happening. So the official opposition party of British Columbia, the BC Liberals, they're having an election for their own party members to choose their next leader. Now, I want to be clear, the BC Liberals are completely different than the Liberal Party of Canada and Justin Trudeau. Same name, totally unaffiliated, though. But the B.C. Liberals are traditionally a coalition of some federal liberal voters and federal conservative voters, including folks who are, quote unquote, socially conservative. So in the last B.C. provincial election, the B.C. Liberals got whooped by Premier John Horgan's B.C. NDP. And one of the problems is that the B.C. Liberals allowed a few candidates to run who had uh, outspoken socially conservative views, which I and many others consider to be anti-LGBTQ or just discriminatory in general. So as the BC Liberals look to get a new leader, they have to figure out a way to avoid these controversies while not upsetting the social conservatives in BC, because the party feels like these social conservatives, although they're a minority, are necessary to win elections for the BC Liberals. And so through the leadership election, which is, again, it's only for BC Liberal members, some of the leadership candidates have been asked, oh, would you allow candidates like the anti-LGBTQ social conservative ones in the past? election to run again. And usually a lot of these candidates just gave kind of like mealy-mouthed answers, like they don't answer yes or no. And this is where Aaron Gunn comes in. He is a conservative social media personality with over 100,000 followers on social media. He launched his campaign over the weekend to run for the BC Liberal leadership, and he has openly said Yes, he would allow these socially conservative candidates to run as long as they are, quote-unquote, respectful. 
So the BCNDP and the others have hammered gun on this, you know, and they've also hammered the BC Liberals on this, saying that, oh, this party allows for homophobic and transphobic views. Uh, but the thing is that even though Gunn said that, the issue isn't about Gunn. Now it's about all the BC Liberals and their leadership candidates as a whole, because I suspect that people are going to ask the other leadership candidates to give a more definitive answer to say yes or no. Will they allow socially conservative views in their party that have been allowed in the past that, again, many see as anti-LGBTQ or discriminatory? And so this is a kind of a uh, question of what is the identity of this party going to be moving forward? Exactly, yeah. And the party's talking a lot about change and renewal and how they have to get back into the urban areas, particularly in Metro Vancouver. And one of the things that we know kind of, you know, (laughs) scares people off in Metro Vancouver is, uh, you know, views that aren't LGBTQ friendly or just discriminatory or perceived to be discriminatory. And so in trying to recapture those areas, uh, but not wanting to let go go of the social conservatives, they've found themselves in a bit of a pickle. And I think people are wanting answers of what this party stands for and again when are we going to find out who the winner of this race is february 5th of next year which is uh it sounds like a far ways away yeah it does i mean that's longer than the the federal election campaign by a lot (laughs) they've been having this thing for about a year now basically they lost the last election (laughs) so it's still going on and um i think aaron gunn you know i know him personally um he is very straightforward he's very direct and i think he adds a level of spice in this race that perhaps it was missing before the early show later with karis and jeremy Okay, got my hockey shirt on. I'm ready for the first Canucks game of the year. And yeah, I and you know what? I was locked it in. Uh, I was so it. tired this morning. I completely forgot. I thought about it yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta wear my jersey to work, and I <laughs> I just blanked. My brain was. You lay out an outfit. <laughs> I know. I need to lay out. The, I lay it out the night before, and somehow I just completely forgot about putting out the jersey. So I'll have to get it on later today. Um, but I lo- I love your skate. I have the flying skate as well. I want to get the the recent stick and rink next. You know, the oh, okay. 70s one. Has, you know, it's got the 50 patch on it. I mean, maybe that'll be Christmas list kind of thing. Ooh, put know. it on your wish list for Santa. Yeah, I'll put that on and see if Santa wants to bring me the uh, the hockey sweater. I can live it myself. And then, of course, you know, I'll write the letter. And then they'll send me a Toronto Maple Leafs one <laughs> in a mix-up of the Eaton's catalog. <laughs> I'll be so sad. Uh, oh, yeah. Canucks and Oilers tonight. So looking forward to that. Thank you to Sam Chang for coming on the show. Mo Amir. Oh, just our favorite political pundit, man about town, knows his stuff. He pays attention so we don't have to. That's right. Thank you, <laughs> Mo. Which is great. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. feel free to listen to our live radio program at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday to Friday on 1027 The Peak in Vancouver. You can stream it at thepeak.fm. Um, and, you know, if you're listening to it live, you can also text us at 2801027 or... Feel free at any time to tweet at us at Jeremy underscore Baker or at Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S, Hogg, H-O-G-G. I am going to watch this Connects game, or at least part of it, but I got to finish Casino Royale. Yeah, that's right. You started Casino Royale last night, and you're about halfway through. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And so you need to watch. This is your first full Bond film that you're watching. I'm going to do Daniel Craig, and I'm going to watch the four if I can find. You know, it's all... Is it on my streaming c- cable box and is it free? Those two factors have to come into play. Casino Royale, check, check. 
So I'm going to try to do all of the Daniel Craig ones up to No Time to Die. And if the world loves me, I will then see No Time to Die in a movie theater. Yeah, if you manage. I mean, I'd be impressed if you got through all those movies. Yeah, I, the, I, it took know. me like three weeks to get through Squid Games. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so far been a multi-day experience to watch Casino Royale. So that's ambitious. Should I get a Guinness World Record for this? Maybe. I think, you know what? I think, honestly, I think any uh, busy parent, if if you manage to watch more than, like, a movie <laughs> in a week, uh, that's impressive. I think there's got to be some kind of Guinness Book of World Records Give me my record. That. All right. Let's call it a podcast. Thank you guys for being part of the show. Bye-bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right. We're done here.